Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. This is the gospel. Well, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, we all know this one, at least if we've grown up in the church. And if not, well, congratulations. Now you know it. Right, Ephesians chapter six. Many of us have been to uh, um, to VBS, Sunday school, choir camp, just regular camp, summer camp, whatever, and we've had this text as uh, the uh, the the focus of whatever was going to be taught for that week. We, it's it's without fail, in part because kids like to dress up like knights, and so you can do that, as well as it has these physical things, that then you can have these props with your talks and, and all these things, things that people can see, right? But here, it, it tends to be one of these texts that we all know, and so with it, it almost loses its power, unless we take the time to continually reread it and, and, and mine it for every possible detail, which we're not going to do today because I try to keep these to less than 10 minutes. But uh, here we have this text of, of calling for us to live in a particular way, to quote unquote, air quotes, dress in a particular way in Christ, in God, for a particular reason, right? So finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. This, this, this reason, uh, what it is that we are doing, right, is we are being clothed in something. Uh, I, I tend to like to gravitate towards the verses that talk about, uh, for instance, putting on Christ, where, where it's quite literally putting him on like you would a coat or like you'd put on a, a set of, of, of clothes. Here, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Get dressed in this full armor of God. For what purpose? So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Now this gets thrown off and it, and it kind of becomes the supernaturally-ish thing, this thing that we tend to not want to talk about because within the American realm of the church, within the Western church, that the northern part of the church, the well-educated, enlightened part of the church, anytime we talk about the devil, right, the majority of the world looks at us a little cuckoo. They, they think we're nuts uh, because we, we talk about these things like actual evil. We talk about this, this war against uh, the, the principalities and powers of God by the principalities and powers of the devil. 
that, that there is evil out there that is trying to cause us harm beyond uh, high gas prices and big taxes, right? Well, here it's we're called to put on this full armor of God so that you can take your stand, meaning that you will not stumble, which is uh, another word that we often use for sin, that you might not fall into sin because of the devil's schemes, that you have solid footing. So that if, if you're on not solid footing, you cannot fight as well. You cannot perform as well. And so having solid footing, being able to take your stand because you've put on the full armor of God, you're, you're standing in a, um, in, in a place that has a good foundation, then you are able to fight well. You are able to defend yourself. You're also able to retreat, whereas if you're caught in, a, in muck and mire and a bog, you're basically done for. You, someone's gonna come by, shoot you, you're done, right? Well, here it's this call to put on the full armor of God, get dressed in that. And, and then he goes on, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the stark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Hold on there, Paul, getting a little nuts there, right? That's, that's how we want to think about it, but really, church, we, we've thrown out a large percentage of our understandings of the world, a large percentage of who uh, God is and what he's doing in the world in Christ if we don't read this and realize that there is something else going on and we can't do it on our own. We need God's help, which is why we're being called to put on this full armor of God. And what does it look like? Well, it has a belt, which is good, right? You need to hold your pants up. The belt of truth, something that, that keeps your pants up, keeps you from, from tripping. When you gird your loins, you tuck the, 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 the whole thing around into the belt so that you can run and, and jump and climb and all these things without tripping on the garment that you're wearing because you wouldn't be wearing Levi's. You would be wearing what was, is basically a long tunic. And so you need the belt of truth to keep you from falling, to give you free range of motion. And that belt of truth is this truth that isn't necessarily our truth, it's God's truth that holds us up. With the breastplate of righteousness in place. And it's not our righteousness, right? Because what does it say? Does it say it's our armor? No, it's God's armor. So it's God's righteousness that we're putting on, the righteousness that is found in Christ. So that when the, the arrows of the evil one come against us, to fight against us, to harm us, they are, we are protected because of Christ's righteousness. Where the devil is going to come to us and say, oh, are you really good enough? Have you really done enough for God this week? Oh, you're not, you're not good enough to go to communion. Oh, oh, you, you shouldn't be teaching Sunday school. Which, by the way, we need Sunday school teachers. Um, Pray for that. Uh, but instead, we put on this breastplate of righteousness that is Christ. And it's there so that when uh, the, the arrows of the enemy make it past the shield we'll talk about in two seconds, the breastplate of Christ, Christ protects us and defeats those, those attacks because we can hold him up and say, yeah, I might not be good enough, but I know someone who is, and he gave me himself, and I am his. And with your feet 
fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, meaning that your feet are ready to take you wherever they need to go to proclaim the peace that comes in Christ, that the devil has been defeated, that sin is no more, that death is done. The good news of Christ found in that because all three of those things cause us the most harm, the most sleepless nights, the most pain in the world. And then it says, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, the shield of trust faith and trust being the thing that God wants. We often think of it as obedience. No, he wants us to trust him, to find him trustworthy, that what he says and that what he says he's going to do, he's going to do. And so we lift up that shield of faith, the trust that we have in God being that which protects us. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You put on the helmet of salvation as though you're putting on that baseball cap, and people know who you are or whose you are. And then weapon that we use is the sword of the Spirit, which is what? But the Word of God, not as a weapon to, to, to divide one another and rip people to shreds, but as something to bring peace, but something also to defend ourselves, to be able to say to the devil, to our own sin, to even people around us who might think, oh, you're not good enough, you don't belong here, and yet we can say, well, no, I belong here. I belong in this church. I belong at this altar. I belong at communion. I, 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 I belong in this Bible study. I belong in the world because I am one for whom Christ died. And the word of God is what tells us that. So we use that, not as a club to beat each other over the head, but as something to wield to say, hey, look, you're going after other things, now come back. And to cut off all the, to, to cut off the, all the, the things that are entangling ourselves and our neighbors that are not Christ. And instead, we wield this as one weapon to be able to help us hold on to Christ. Well, finally, just a side note. And we have all that armor. And then we have Paul do something very particular. And I've always had this underlined in my, in my uh, Bible. It's a little, a little bright. You can't see it. Uh, about verses 19 and 20. It's really a prayer of a pastor. And so I ask you to pray this for me. Pray it for Pastor Chris. Pray it for whatever priest or pastor you have. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will, be, will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Because that's our prayer, that is our desire as your pastors to proclaim that we're preachers after all for which I am an ambassador in chains, a representative in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should, not being caught into every whim and fancy, but instead wanting to preach what it is that Christ has done so that others might rely on him. And that is the goal. It's the goal because it is there then that we find our pardon, we find our peace, we find our quiet mind. Let us pray. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to 
my faithful people pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, church, go in peace, serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow with a gospel reading.